first Sunday of Lent, we pray with the reading of the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for forty days and forty nights, and afterwards he was hungry. The tempter approached and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, and made him stand on the parapet of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus answered him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up to a very high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their magnificence, and he said to him, All these I shall give to you, if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan, it is written, The Lord your God shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. The Gospel of the Lord We start walking our journey towards Lent by listening to the Gospel readings we are assigned every Sunday before Easter. Yet, don't forget that our focus must be on Easter. This is a spiritual journey that will take us to Jesus being crucified, suffering and giving up his own life for us, but at the same time, resurrecting so that we have the true life we are all looking for. That's an intense longing for happiness that shouts from the bottom of our heart. We can be happy. We can change. We can live in a different way. Therefore, on these Sundays, you shouldn't look away from Easter. Let's fix our gaze on Easter. Today, we read in this text that's so widely known to us about the three temptations that Jesus has when he goes to the desert, when he is in need. Jesus is encouraged by the Holy Spirit to get ready for fasting and experiencing. Just as Jesus' Jesus's need won't be easily satisfied, 
Our strong need for God and happiness can't be easily satisfied. We could say that there's a question or a transversal temptation that crosses the three temptations, which is the one the demon tries to put into Jesus' heart so that he doubts his father's heart. We could think the demon told Jesus, Why does the Savior have to suffer? Why do you have to suffer? Your father is tricking you. You can save humanity in a different way. You can propose great things to men. You can magically solve problems. You can join the powers of this world so that men feel better. These words express the real temptation. Do you want people to follow you, Jesus? Then, do things differently. Don't follow this path. They are the temptations we have in different spiritual moments of our lives. In the first temptation, the demon tells Jesus, You are in need. You are hungry. Satisfy your needs. Make those stones become bread. And we could connect it to our lives. You have instincts. Follow them. You have instincts of power, of sex. Let them be. You are a man. Why prevent yourself from doing what you want? Forget about the cross. Forget about carrying the burden of daily love. Be permissive. Do what you want because everybody does that. In the second temptation, the devil proposes that Jesus should do what humanity wants to see. Do great things. Do something wonderful. Surprise them so that they say, wow, jump off that cliff. Show them that you are God. Men will forget about your wonderful deeds, but do what they want and they will follow you. Jump, bypass pain, don't suffer. Bypassing pain is the real power. Jesus will teach us we shouldn't bypass pain. We shouldn't jump and avoid it. We should go through it, accept it, and offer it to God. Save humanity but without a cross. That's what the devil wanted. The third temptation is the one the church as an institution has to suffer and the one each of us suffers. The church, maybe even without realizing it, can get tangled with power. Sometimes theology doesn't look for transcendence but the worldly things, because the transcendent doesn't speak to us. Why wonder about the mystery? What matters are worldly and tangible experiences. Do what changes the world, focus on the praxis, on the social. Do things others can see, money, power. Prostrate yourself and worship. All the kingdoms are mine, and I'm going to give them to you. That's the great temptation of the Christian heart. 
which feels that the spiritual side is useless and that it doesn't change the world. In the end, Jesus teaches us that he will save us and that adoration is what will make us better human beings. Consciously and constantly admitting that the only one who deserves our adoration is God will make us better men and women. The only one who deserves our life is God. Don't let the demon trick us. We'll face lots of temptations along the way. Many times we'll have to choose again and say, no, careful, I don't live by bread alone, by material things. I won't satisfy my needs magically. I'll also live by the gospel of the Lord. I don't need the spectacular. I find God everywhere in my daily life. I won't get tangled with these worldly powers that offer me money and pleasure. I will worship God, my God, the only one who gives me life and salvation. May we have a good day, and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us always.